Welcome to Corestruction, the podcast of the Tulsa District U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. I'm your host, Brandon Parrish. Today I have Abby Jones with me. June is National Safety Month, and we brought Abby on to talk about not only water safety, but some of the other recreation-associated safety issues out there, if you're at your campsite or whatever. First of all, though, Abby, welcome to Corestruction. Thanks, Brandon. I'm is happy this, to be here. Is this your first time? First time. This is your first time I've interviewed in all. No, not first time ever. Interview, I mean, but podcast, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. First time. I thought I thought I would have interviewed you on the podcast by now. We haven't. We haven't. We've done a little bit of water safety stuff directly. At, yes. On like at Eufaula. Yep. And um, Audrey from Texoma that's did right. one, at one of the water safety events. Yeah, we just yeah. did that one like less than a month ago. Yep. So, or, well, a little over a month ago now. But um, thanks for taking the time. I know it was kind of short notice for you to come over here. And, and and you're only the second person who's been interviewed in this studio. So It's that awesome be an, studio, by the way. Yeah, it is cool. Love it. There's all this cool water safety stuff behind. Yes, yes. Uh, so let's talk about National Safety Month and what are some of the recreation issues that people encounter um, where, where safety is, you know, should be a concern. Yeah. So we have a lot of people that come to our lakes, of course, not only to recreate on the water, but also to camp. And so some of the things, you know, being weather aware, not only when you're in the campground, but on the water is very important. Um, so everybody has a cell phone for the most part nowadays, make sure you're checking the weather. Um, so you're, you're weather aware of what's going on, especially in this time and you know may june time frame it's kind of a hit and miss um so that's a big thing and then of course with the water uh, water safety is a, a big um, mission of the core and not just water safety but keeping all of our visitors safe when they come out to um, our lakes but going out to the water biggest thing that you can do is wear that life jacket um, you never know what could happen uh, so wearing that life jacket is going to be a save it could save your life um for sure now you're you're a former ranger yes and you were at what lakes were you at when you were so i started up in kansas at council grove marion and then i worked at keystone you follow so you've 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 seen the full gamut of recreation yes from from up in kansas all the way down at you and keystone um when you're when when we're talking weather aware Mm -hmm. can you talk about how much of an impact, I mean, even a, the, a change in the wind yes. can make on some of the lakes. Yeah. So just not only being weather aware if there's a storm coming, but if the wind le- is going to change throughout the day, that can change, you know, it's of course going to be a little rockier out there on the boat. Um, it could strain you a little bit more as, it, as far as being out there on the waves, you know, you get tired. Um, and then of course the sun, if it's beaming down, it's going to wear on you. Make sure, you know, you have something to drink. Is that alcohol? <laughs> uh, probably not the best thing to boat and, you know, have alcohol with it. If you do have somebody that's going to drive the boat that hasn't been, um, you know, but hydrate with water preferably or some kind of electrolytes um, is a good thing. And then, like I said, be responsible, make sure you have somebody, if you are partaking in alcoholic beverage, have somebody that's gonna drive you around. Um, but yeah, definitely weather weather plays a big factor out there. A lot of people think, oh, it's just like going to the swimming pool and laying there. No, driving a boat, being out on the water is 
completely different. You have wave action, you have the sun beaming down, um, lots of different factors out there that's not just like going to a swimming pool, laying out and sunning. And and when you're on a boat, especially on a, on a lake in Oklahoma, can you talk about some of those safety items that you're required by law to have? Yeah, so um, I mentioned the life jacket before. So everybody on, on board needs to have a life jacket and that doesn't mean that an adult can wear a, a kid's life jacket or a kid can wear an adult life jacket. It has to be one that is sized right for the individual. And it needs to be within arm's reach. Do we want that underneath the compartments? If an accident, you know, if something would happen in an emergency situation, are you going to be able to grab it? No. So it needs to be within arm's reach. If, if we come out there on boat patrol and we say, hey, can we see your life jacket? You should be able to grab it and show it or better yet, have it on. Um, yeah, that's a good thing. But you also need to have sound producing device, fire extinguisher, and a throwable uh, device. You know, usually that's a seat cushion that's um, on your on your boat. You can buy a floating seat cushion. Yes. Right. Yep. And I think that's pretty standard now, or yeah. pretty common now. Right? Yes. For most, most, yep. Most boat Those are your main things that you need to have. Um, the biggest thing when we're doing you know checks is making sure that we we got everybody in a life jacket that needs to be. Um, you know, if you're 12 and under, it's a state law. You got to have one. Um, so make sure you got those kiddos. You know, not only when they're on the boat, but even on the dock on the shoreline, it's always a good idea to have it on. Yeah, it's, it's it. If you're not wearing your your life jacket on a boat, it's typically, I would imagine, the reason people put it under their seat is because when they're uh, moving around, mm-hmm. when they're underway, so to speak. Um, they're afraid the wind's going to pick it up and, 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 and take it out of the boat. And yes. it's in the lake, right? Yep. So it's, if you have it on, yeah, <laughs> you don't have just, to worry about it. Just wear it. Right. Yeah. And uh, then, and I mean, if the wind can take that life jacket, I get it, right? Like, we've all, we've all seen the turn down for what boat video. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. I don't think anybody in that video is wearing a life jacket. No. And um, that, that, that type of situation is, is a lot more common than people might realize it. For sure. I mean, if you've ever been on a boat and it might not, it might be a nice clear day, but you get all those boats and that wave action out there and you hit it just wrong. Yeah. It, you don't want to be that video. <laughs> um, have that life jacket on because you never know what can happen. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want to wear a life jacket because they're uncomfortable. They're bulky. Um, they make so many different life jackets now for all different activities, kayaking, you know, jet skiing, whatever the case may be. Um, they have all different types. They have inflatable life jackets, which are awesome. A lot of our park rangers wear those. I wore one when I was a ranger. Um, they're, they're nice and lightweight, but yet if you fall into the water, they're automatically going to inflate or you can manually inflate it. And they also have a fanny pack one now. So, you know, no tan lines, because that's a big thing. You know, the tan lines of them. I've heard that before from visitors, but it's okay. I'm trying Um, to picture how that works. Yeah, so that one doesn't inflate by the water. So, like, the pressure of the water doesn't inflate it. You actually have to pull it, but it's just a fanny pack, and then you can put it, you know, it inflates, and then you can put it over your head. You're not meant to to wear it the entire time, like, once it inflates yeah yeah you just inflate it like if you happen to get in the water and you're but you know those also you would only want to wear for probably certain things um you know if you hit your head or something like that it's not going to automatically inflate so it's probably not going to help you in that that situation now the the like the ones the rangers wear the Mm -hmm. those high speed ones that you all wear when you're out um those those activate 
if you get thrown overboard and you hit the water, right? Yes. There's like a, what, a CO2 cartridge? Yeah, there's CO2 cartridge in there, and at a certain pressure, it'll go ahead, it'll inflate. So um, can that can that go off if like your water hosed or something? Or if, I mean, if, if you if you got a lot of water, I guess. I, but like, I mean, if, does it have to go? Un, I mean, is there a? I don't know all the the fanciness uh, so to you, it, but at yes. the lake office, you guys never tried to play oh we <laughs> yeah we have to try them so like no no i mean like 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 play pranks on each other oh no <laughs> no now if you do remember we did a water safety psa i don't know if but we had a ranger that inflated it afterwards which was pretty funny yeah. um but yeah they really go i mean and they they do work we have as part of our evoc which is our boating instructor course that that most park rangers take um you have to jump in with an inflatable life jacket so you know how it feels um, you know, when it inflates and how to properly use it and everything, which is really great. They're a really great tool, especially for fishermen um, that maybe don't want to wear a life jacket or never have wore a life jacket. Um, they're fairly cheap. They're not real expensive, not as much as when they first came out, um, but definitely worth the money. Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the EVOC course, that's when the typically the commanders go out there and, yep. and it's push your boss in a lake day <laughs> so you know every year they because that's part of the thing that if the you training, right yeah like, if you wear an inflatable life jacket with the core you have to go through that training you have to jump in and have it inflate and do that whole jazz so you know how it how it works and and all that move to the shoreline yes and camping areas what are some of the safety concerns people should be uh, having should have when they're out at a, at a campground so if you're at a campground I would say you know a lot of people like to have a fire because you know you go camping you want to have a fire you want to roast marshmallows hot dogs whatever the case may be um, you know that's what we do it's, it's fun but we do ask you know make sure you keep the fire in the fire ring don't make your own um, you know we have provided those for you to use and then your grill also um, fire risk, of course, in Oklahoma, we all know when it gets dry, um, is pretty high. So there may be bans too in your county. So make sure you're aware of those and, and abide by those. Um, but use those fire rings that we have, um, there. But other than that, go have, have a good time. We want you to be safe. Um, but yeah, the fire thing's big. Make sure they usually post it if there's a fire ban, um, at your location. So you, you won't be going in there, you know, and you probably are going to know, you're going to have a good idea because yeah. it will have been probably pretty dry yes. in the weeks leading up to, to that. Yep. So, um, yep. so I, I can understand if someone's coming from out of town and yeah, like just, if you, it's one of those things just to be aware of what the location that you're going to, I mean, it's just like picking a spot, you know, you're, you're going to go online and you're going to check it out and it should p- probably have it on there online that recreation.gov too. There's a burn ban. Yeah. And I know when, when, when you do pick up the, the dead sticks and stuff that are around the campground, we actually kind of like that once you, yep. when you burn that. Just don't cut anything. Just please. don't, yeah, just don't cut down. Well, you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to burn cut down, just cut down, freshly yep. cut down trees anyway. I mean, or branches that wouldn't, yeah. Those don't, you know, that's going to be a lot of smoke, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, what, what about, are there, are there other, are there wildlife concerns people should have in terms of safety at well, all? Well, I mean, okay. So a lot of our, our campgrounds have hiking areas too, that you can go hike, um, or at the campground, um, 
just make sure you're aware of your surroundings. Of course, there's your outdoors. There's going to be snakes and bugs and ticks and all that stuff. So use your bug repellent, of course. Um, but then also be aware of like at your campground trash. Make sure we, we keep it cleaned up. Um, those raccoons sometimes like to, to come up at night um, and get in the trash and all that stuff. But uh, biggest thing is that those kind of things when you're hiking, you're going to be your ticks, bugs, snakes. Um, just be be aware if you got little ones, you know, make sure you're watching them. Um, and then also when you're hiking and at the campground, make sure you got water. If you go on a, on a hike on one of our trails, make sure you got some water, snacks, however long you plan on being out there. You know, we have trails that are very short to, to longer ones. Just make sure you have the proper gear um, as far as that water, um, snacks, whatever you, you need along the way. We have a lot of uh, off-road vehicle areas. Yes. In our, um, what are some of the requirements for those types of areas that okay. people have to, if they're out there? Well, it really depends on the area, but I know um, Keystone has Appalachia Bay, which is very popular. Um, you know, we always highly recommend a helmet when you're out there on, you know, not just an ATV, four-wheeler, whatever the case may be, um, to have that. And then there are requirements on how large of a, a vehicle or I don't want to say vehicle but ATV um, side by side that you can have out there um, and that varies from from different areas some areas don't have uh, you know a restriction on the area you can take like a big jeep out there wrangler or whatever um, so just be aware of whatever area you go out to their rules if you don't know them ask that's the yeah. biggest thing and if you if you're too if you've got a vehicle that's too wide at Appalachia Bay, you're, there's going to be some trails you're going to immediately prohibit yourself from from being able to get onto anyway. Yeah, because like, there are some width restrictions. I know. Yes, yeah, that one's definitely make sure you go by the width and the gate. I know that used to be the gate you couldn't get anything yeah. you know bigger through. Oh, did they did they change out the gate or is it? Still that was when I was there, but I don't know what it is now. I yeah. think the last time I was there, that was the same situation. Yeah, you couldn't couldn't get through if, if the, like you uh, can't take a jeep wrangler out there like they're yeah, more of a side-by-side -side, smaller side-by-side -side ranger yeah. um and you need to be wearing your your seat belt I, I think yeah it, if you're in the side-by-side yeah seat or, belt helmet those are all good things because you never know what could happen it's just like the water you don't know you know what's going to happen out there so just be prepared for you know of, the worst sometimes you have some, to be some type of eye protection. yeah eye protection would be good um definitely a helmet take a clot of mud in the face when yeah. you're out oh, there yeah that'd be fun <laughs> <laughs> but the helmet for sure uh you know we only get one one noggin so <laughs> to protect it <laughs> and then of, of course well we've talked about water safety as far as as far as wearing life jackets yeah. and and being aware that we've talked about you know watching about watching out how much you imbibe mm -hmm. are there are there any other things that that may be associated with recreation that especially at our at our projects that people need to you know be thinking about as yeah. far as safety goes yeah i think um back to the water safety you know we have lakes that might be above normal pool um and then we also may have some that are below normal pool so those two things can bring different hazards you know if you're above there's going to be things that are underwater that may not usually you know aren't usually we could have campgrounds so you know those firings i talked about before those might be underwater benches um, you know pavilion tops 
Uh, so that you really need to be be aware. There might be floating debris, um, especially if we get you know flooding. There's always debris out there, uh, logs, trees, whatever the case may be on that. And then if we're below pool, you have things that are exposed that aren't usually exposed to. So you're going to have shoreline that you might have go to that lake you know every day for the last 20 years of your life, but if it's real low, that shoreline is going to be completely different. So what you think may be deep maybe real shallow, um, or vice versa, you know, it changes. So just be aware of those type of things. Uh, you can always go to our website and see what the lake levels are, um, on that. That'd be a good thing to be aware of when you come to the lake, especially this time of year again, because they, we do sometimes fluctuate. And, and then there's a, there's a, we're, we're almost at that time of year where we're, we're going to start seeing the uh, swim beach testing. Yes. If you're going to a swim beach, can you kind of give a little bit of a, a, a breakdown on how the swim beach testing works? So I'm not, that's not like my lane as far as like all the details, but I know we do water quality testing at our beaches. Um, I don't know if they do it monthly or t every two weeks, um, but they do, they do that. And if there is an issue, you know, we will let the public know, um, what's going on and yeah. if it's closed and why, um, those type of things. But we do, testing and we do have uh, be uh beaches where people can swim so not right. all of our areas you know you can go swim on the shoreline but if it's not a designated beach yeah. you know a designated beach has certain rules it has to have as far as slope and all that to keep the public safe right um you know does that mean that you don't need to wear your life jacket on our beaches no i still highly recommend wearing a life jacket just because you're still out on the lake it's not a pool you can't see the bottom we don't know what's there um so definitely wear, wear that life jacket when you're still at those swim beaches. But yes, we do test there and we do have certain requirements that that swim beach has to have a buoy line to keep boats out. Um, the slope and everything is, is all a requirement that we have to keep everybody safe. Yeah. I think it's, uh, there's a certain number of times we test in the summer, depending on whether or not a test comes back with a higher. Yeah. I, I think, I think one of the misunderstandings is that people extrapolate a swim beach to the entire body of water yes and you know you can you can be in you know you could you could have a situation where maybe some geese spend a little bit yes. of time at the swim beach one overnight or something and and you know within like two feet of of a spot right yeah e coli and yeah everything bacteria levels change. changes right yep. yeah so just because we ch if we have to close a swim beach, that means we've had like three spots that we've tested in the swim beach and then retested and it's yeah. come back higher than above acceptable levels. Yeah. It doesn't mean the entire lake, lake is, is contaminated. Yes, exactly. Well, and I think, uh, you know, if we get blue-green algae, sometimes right, that's people, people think that too, that like, oh, right. the whole lake. Now it can be, but... Yeah, at some but lakes, it's, it's, yeah. at some lakes we do have issues with that. Yeah, it's not others. always the case. Sometimes it's just a, a certain area. Um, but maybe that'd be a good podcast. You could bring one of the biologists on and they could talk about blue green algae. Yeah. Blue green yeah. and, and water quality testing. We had a, we had, to we had Tony Clyde come yeah. in and he talked about BGA and, and what it means and what it is. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always get that question. Is the lake safe and safe is a sort of a relative term yeah. in, in terms of, I mean, even with a life jacket yep. that provides a, you know, it's about, we call it, we call it risk reduction now, I guess. You yes. know, you're reducing your risk. Yeah. You're not guaranteeing 100% safety, right? No, unfortunately. But, you know, your chances percentage-wise and, and stat-wise is much 
hire if you do have that life jacket on. If you are, you know, if something happens and you're not expecting to get into the water, which a lot of people that end up in the water sometimes aren't expecting to be there. Um, as far as if you have a boating accident, let's say your hat flies off and you go to jump in for it. You're not thinking and going out there that day saying, I'm going to get in the water, but you end up there. So right. wearing your life jacket's going to help that risk of something bad happening. Yeah, that goes along with that that whole reach, throw, don't go, right? Yes, like, yes. A lot of people, you know, our, our reaction is to, to go in. You want to help somebody. Um, that's just human nature. But we, we teach that reach, throw, row, don't go. You're going to go for help. You're going to call 911. You're going to go, you know, if it's a kid, go find an adult. Right. Um, and that's what we try to teach in the schools is, is the reach, throw, row, don't go. Because we don't want those kids going in there and then having it be even more of a, you know, possible accident and having more people um, in trouble than we need. Yeah, you, and, you, and the row thing is because you don't want a rotor going around somebody in the yep. in the water. and. Yes, yeah, you, you, and if you have like a canoe, a kayak, you know, row out there, um, reach, you can reach with the paddle, uh, reach with the stick, reach with whatever, you know, you can find. Um, on the, those type of things. But yeah. we really we really talk about that a lot in the schools because we try to teach them young so they'll remember that when they get older. I mean, for, for the, un, you know, if you're not used to, if you're not a rescue swimmer, right, trained yes. to do that, a, a drowning person is as much of a threat to you <laughs> if yes. you're not careful as the water is to them. Yep. Yeah, because that person, I mean, in the water, Panic. is is they're panicking and they're going to grab anything they can. So you don't want to go under too. Yeah. So there's another good reason why you should be wearing your life jacket while you're, if you're on a boat or or around the water, if you're going to be around the water, it it is interesting how, how I know working for the core kind of impacts your perspective on, on water safety, because like there's been situations where even if I'm going somewhere near water, yes, if I have my kids with me, um, um, I'm, I'm, do I have life jackets? In yes. The, you know, in the car yep, for them you're to wear. Because, because, yeah. My biggest fear is like, you know, they'll they kids love water. Yes. <laughs> well, they're attracted to it. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just in their nature. I mean, I grew up going to the lake. Right. And do I remember going? Oh, I got to wear my life jacket. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But now working for the Corps, especially as a park ranger, because you, you see the other side, you of see it. things, and yeah. and it makes you change your your perspective on okay, life jackets. Not that they weren't important, but they're even more so important. Yeah. Um. You know, we want everybody that recreates at our lakes to go home to their loved ones, and a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't want to wear a life jacket for whatever reason." Well, you may not want to, but wear it for your kids. Right. You know, wear it for wear it for them so that that they can have you come home. You've been the president of the Water Safety Council for like how long now oh, here in Tulsa? Probably since I've been in the district. Half a so decade. probably like eight eight, eight years, years. <laughs> um, seven eight years. Yep. Wow. Yep. So uh, it's it's a good thing. BJ Parkey's also been on there a long right. long time, like fourteen years, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 He's been very active with it over yep. the years. So. You all track the numbers every year, mm-hmm. and then do, we, we track them by fiscal year, right? Yes. Or is it calendar year? It's fiscal year. Okay. Yep. Yep, we track those, um, and then we send those up to, of course, we have to do our reporting. It goes up to headquarters, and then headquarters, Pam Doty, um, and, and headquarters comes out with the, the final numbers because, you know, a lot of those 
we have to make sure that, you know, was it an actual water related recreation fatality or did the, you know, unfortunately the person have a heart attack or something else. So we have to get all the details um, and then bring those out um, stat wise. And Lake Patrol typically takes the lead on. Correct. So right. um, Oklahoma Highway Patrol, uh, we usually have at least one person that's assigned to the lake and poss you know, possibly two, it just depends. And uh, they are the ones that take the lead as far as, um, you know, we'll take our boat out with them and everything, but they're, they're the ones kind of managing it, talking to the media, uh, doing those sorts of things um, on when an accident may occur. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I know one of the stats we've, we've, we've looked at in the past was when there's a drowning, especially like a pretty high percentage of those were within arm's distance of a person. Yeah, they can. Boat, right? Yeah, like, I'm not sure the stats on that, but yes, yeah. they can be. Usually, you know, somebody sees it, unfortunately. Yeah. Or fortunately, you know, they see it and some we were able to save them yeah. too. So it can go both ways. Um, but yeah, usually they're with, with somebody. Um, but we do have the occasion, maybe fishermen that's out there loading, unloading their boat or something happens, it drifts off um, and they go out for it um, on that. But. But yeah, our numbers, I feel like age-wise, it's that 18 to 35 is what we usually target males because, um, you know, they they can do anything, which right. is great. I mean, everybody can do anything, but um, wear that life jacket. But we have been seeing that increase a little bit with age. Um, we've seen more of like the 45 plus, and, and this is just Tulsa District. Um, so that 18 to 35, I think, was like 33%. But that 45 and older was like 31%. So it's not too far behind. So we were seeing, I would say, in the last five years, an increase age-wise um, in our water re water recreation-related fatalities. Do you think? Uh, do you think that maybe that has something to do with just the fact that people are aging up into? I, the I people who typically that, would even be out on the lake. Yeah, to that could very possibly, you know, that could be it. It's hard to pinpoint, you know, it, it's, it's always hard to pinpoint. Well, you know, why are we having this many drownings versus mm -hmm. this year versus, you know, the next, was it visitation? What is it? It's really hard to pinpoint those things um, down, but we do know that it's, you know, that 18, I would say even to 80 males that we're really trying to target. And I know the national water safety team came out with the life jackets worn nobody mourns campaign to try to target that age group to you know tug at those heartstrings um we don't want anybody to have to mourn we want everybody to come home can you tell us what difference a life jacket makes statistically in terms of the i think it's like 99 percent or something yeah where where they aren't wearing a life jacket. Right. Yeah, it's 89, I think, might be the national one, but ours, I think, was like 90% um, that aren't wearing a life jacket on those fatalities that happen. And some may say, well, so people that have their life jacket still, you know, drowned? Well, not necessarily drowned, but it might have been. They might got hit by a propeller, you know, something like that. Sometimes, unfortunately, so we, there's we things. We factor that in. Yeah, there's things that do happen um, that we have no control over. Right. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, I think when when some people go in, sometimes like there have been cases where there's like a heart attack or something yeah. where somebody is wearing a life jacket. Yeah, they're 
they may be dead before they hit the water yeah. or they may have hit their head like you said when yeah they, some, when they fall in some things there's different factors there with with all of them unfortunately and right um but but the life jacket's you know. designed in such a way so if you hit your head and you're knocked unconscious yeah. provided you're not face down which i think yeah i mean yeah there's you've got a better chance still the life jackets are designed you know the now the like puddle jumpers aren't but um for kids but they're more of like they keep you upright but uh-huh. they don't like the other ones keep your head up and yeah. back um on that but yeah so you've, you've still got a better chance wearing that yes i mean at least of, at of least course. you're up you know yes yeah you have i mean stats show that you have a much better chance if you had would have that life jacket jacket on um to survive but there's always those things unfortunately that happen and i know well that you goes know, back to what we just said right like yeah you can't you can never guarantee a hundred percent safety no. you can i wish we could i mean it's just like getting in a car with a with a seatbelt. unfortunately right. things still happen but the risk factor if you have that life jacket on is less than you know if you didn't you're exactly. high, running a higher risk of it but you know we always strive you know, we don't want it. We want everybody to go home. Right. So, you know, we strive to get out there and spread that water safety message so that we can have zero. Um, but unfortunately, some things happen. And but we try our best. Our rangers do an excellent job um, out there in the field day in and day out with water safety. Well, what have I not asked you that I should have asked you, Abby? I think we We've covered water safety for sure, um, <laughs> which is great. I'm glad. Uh, we covered campground safety a little bit, you know, fire, hiking, make sure you have, have water um, is the biggest thing. Just be aware of your surroundings. I think that's the biggest thing when you're coming out camping um, or out on the water is just be aware of your surroundings. Watch out for those, uh, the, the poison ivy. Too. Yeah, like, poison <laughs> ivy, man. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things. I mean, you're out in nature and you have to remember that there's going to be bugs. There's going to be poison ivy. You know, there's going to be hazards in the water. So just be prepared for all those different things when you're coming out there. Right. Um, and we're seeing a lot of people recreate, you know, especially during COVID that maybe never did before. And it's great. Come on out, come to our lakes. Um, but, you know, look up some of those safety tips before you come and, and be prepared and know what, what to expect. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you have to prepare for the worst when you're out there. Um, so, you know, what happens if my boat doesn't work and I'm out in the middle of the lake? Well, have a plan. It's just like having a plan at home if there's a fire. You know, have a plan when you go camping for those odd things that might happen. Yeah, there's one of the reasons to have a paddle with you and your yes, boat, right? Like For sure. If, if that prop goes out or... Yeah, or and it happens. If you've ever owned a boat, you know it. I mean, boats... <laughs> Sometimes can be a lot of maintenance and stuff, and, and things happen, just right. like a car. Bust so, out another thousand, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I think that's another big thing is a lot of folks think that, you know, well, driving a boat is just like driving a car. No, it's not. Driving a car, you're on a highway, you're with other people, I get it. It's a whole different game on the water. You know, you got that wave action, you got all those hazards. Um, it's not just like driving a car if you've ever drove a boat. So if you are going to, you know, go buy a boat or if you're going to go rent a boat, make sure you, you know, look at some training or watch, watch at least some videos before you go out there. I know they have them out there. Get your boating uh, safety course um, so that we can all stay safe out there. Yeah. I guess each state has their own. Yes. 
I believe so. Laws related to, to boating licenses or boating yeah, uh, safety requirements, right? And Oklahoma Highway Patrol, um, I know they, they used to, and I think they still do have some boating education courses. I think they uh, sometimes they had them at Bass Pro here in Tulsa, I know. But yeah. um, you can you can Google it and look it up, and they'll they'll have all the information provided on there. But yeah, there's a certain age too, if you're on like a jet ski and stuff that you have to have that boating safe course for kids. So it teaches them all the you know the rules of the of the water, because um, it's not the same on water as it is land. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Abby, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and talk to us about national safety month and especially as it relates to recreation the the safety requirement or the safety um awareness that we need to have when we go out on the lake or when we're out at one of our parks and recreation areas so thank you very much yeah thank you for having me thank you for joining us for core instruction core instruction is a production of the tulsa district u.s army corps of engineers public affairs office this episode of core instruction was brought to you by the Natural Resource Management Branch of the Operations Division. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.